The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chloe is an award-winning singer-songwriter who's with us here today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm alive. Yeah, that's always a good start to the day, I feel. It's a very good start. Yeah. <laughs> a very good start. Absolutely. Now, first of all, you've got a new release out at the moment called So Damn Lucky. So can you just describe the basic idea behind that song for us, first of all? Well, that song I wrote when I got out of the hospital this time around been been there quite a few times Uh, and this time around was after a double lung transplant got home music has always been sort of my therapy basically I hide in my room and go crazy writing music to bring myself kind of back spiritually and um, I just wrote this song so damn lucky it's all about what it says basically the title which is that you know when you experience this basically dying and coming back to life the perspective you have is so different oh, yeah. uh, with regard to everything. And I just feel so lucky to be alive and all these problems, you know, that yeah. we think we have, you know, yeah. it's like, really, are they really problems mm. compared to, 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 to big things, you yeah. know, and man, just being alive is such a gift and it sounds so corny, but it's yeah. so true, you oh, know, yeah. and everything else is like, as I say, an added bonus, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you find it's quite cathartic to write about things like this that have been hard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's my therapy. Uh, I've never been one to go to therapy, uh, mm. though it has occasionally been suggested for my brain, because of course my, my mind goes in, you know, every different direction. Yeah. Um, but therapy for me has absolutely always been music. Mm. And I find that the more that's going on, the more I write. So it's definitely it's definitely my way through, you know, through the experiences. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And if you're going to be completely honest with me here, mm-hmm. how long Never. did the song <laughs> take you to write from start to finish? Well, that's a good question. Um, not long. And I'll mm. tell you, usually 
by now, I mean, I don't get up until I'm done. So yeah. I'm not one of those, let's let it rest. Let's see what goes on. Let's, mm. If the song's not going to happen, I'm like, all right, goodbye and thank you. <laughs> but if it's going to happen and I'm like, okay. In other words, if it writes itself, because I have those write itself experiences, yeah. it's not long, but I, again, won't get up until it's done. So that probably mm. took me, I would say, you know, four to five hours or, yeah. you know, just kind of going in, going out, redoing, da, da, da. then the only thing that I'll kind of go back into are lyrics. Um, melodically, it's always what it is and that's it. I don't ever yeah. change my melodies, but lyrics, I tend to go back and rework. Yeah. So not long, but you know, it's like I tell people, they're like, wow, you write, you know, some songs I'll write in like 15 minutes, some songs I'll write in a very long time. And it takes time sometimes to write short songs if that makes sense yeah. you know what i mean like mm. you have to write a lot of stuff that takes a lot of time yeah. to get to where you can write quickly you know yeah and you preferring to do it all in the one go instead of coming back to it at different points is that a personality thing or is there a specific reason in your mind that you do that i think it's a personality thing i think mm. it might not be the wisest option yeah. because perspective can be good mm. Mm. Excuse me, as I drink my water that looks like vodka. But anyway, um, I think that it probably would serve me to go back and, you know, go at it. And I've worked with a lot of songwriters, you know, amazing songwriters that do that specifically. Mm. They'll take time away. And I'm just so compulsive in what I do. Yeah. And I like to finish everything I start, um, whatever that may be. Yeah. So I just have to finish it. Mm. And then once it's done... If I don't finish something, my fear also is that I'll start to memorize something that's not right. Uh -huh. And then I won't be able to hear the song anymore, if that makes sense. Like mm. you start to almost hum along to something that isn't quite done. And then I'm like, where is the right thing? And I'll get lost in it. Yeah. So I, yeah, can't leave it undone. Yeah. Welcome to my brain. Having to finish something that you've started, I guess that can be quite hard because there might be stuff that is just really hard to finish and you might not want to finish it anymore, I suppose. Uh, yes. And if I don't want to finish it, then I'm, I scrap it. Mm. I used to complete it and think, oh, I'll just get to the end and see if it's worth it. But now, <laughs> now that I understand the value of time, I'm like, you know what, this is, if it's not going anywhere, really, and you get that sense, you know, I don't know if you, you are a musician in any way, but yeah. it's, you get that thing of like, oh yeah, we're going to sit here until it's done or it's really, I might as well go get like a sandwich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get that feeling. Yeah. I know what I choose and it's not the continuing to write music. Right. You have something else. Exactly. Yeah. You have your own version of that. Yeah. I choose the sandwich every day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would choose the chocolate any day. Oh, probably. yeah. That's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We moved up from your sandwich. Mm. And chocolate sandwich. That could work. That could work. Yeah. And in Europe, that's a very common thing, you know? Is it? Mm. Yeah. Chocolate between two pieces of bread. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how did you first get interested in making music originally then? Well, that's a good question. I don't, the, what I attribute it to really, and I don't know, because I, how do you ever really know, but yeah. uh, is the fact that my father used to bring me to a Baptist church in Harlem mm. when I was growing up. So I was about six years old and he would leave me there. Basically, <laughs> he would leave me there, but he would bring me in on Sundays and it was very, a very spiritual experience, um, much more so at the time than really a religious experience. Mm. It was just to go and experience the whole thing, listen to the music. And I would just sit there and I was like, you know, with my mouth open yeah. like this for hours, listening to just this amazing gospel music. And so I think that over time that kind of went in. 
and that sort of helped form everything. Yeah. Uh, and then it just always has been music. It was never a question of what shall I do when I grow up? You know, it was yeah. just always, although I did want to be a driller at one point, mm. <laughs> like to drill the, I, that was a kind of side thing, but I did want that. Mm. Um, but again, cause I wanted to sing and have it go, uh, you know? <laughs> so yes, it's always kind of been music and I attribute it to that, even though I, yeah. who knows, yeah. you know? And I guess drilling and music, they're both jobs where you can kind of be surrounded by vibration in a way. There you go. See, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> somebody's probably made some music with a drill somewhere, some kind of you music concrete thing, I guess. That's it. That's opera. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. So then how did you kind of start doing music professionally? Was there a particular project that was your first one? That's a good question. Project. Project I wouldn't remember necessarily, but it mm. went, it was just always. So I went from you know, being the age I was and my father would take me to these jazz clubs. Yeah. And then I had absolutely no fear when I was younger because, you know, you're too young to know to be scared yet. So yeah. I would start singing and I would sing in these jazz clubs that I wasn't even allowed to get into mm. uh, or I wasn't even allowed in because of my age. But he would sneak me in everywhere and say, go sing, you know, so I'd go and sing. And then it was high school. I locked myself in the music room, which was a public music room, by the way. Oh. And I would put recording in progress on the door every day so that it became my room. Uh, so it was always music, music, music. And then I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston for, um, what is it called? College? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Berklee College of Music. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, of course, extremely helpful with regard to filling a lot of blanks in, in the world yeah. of music. So it's just, first project, I just don't know because it's just so much, but it's always been that. Mm. I mean, I was putting on plays in high school, mm. one woman shows, and there was always music. You know, it was constant music everywhere. Yeah. How would you describe the style of the music you make and has it yeah. changed since you started? I would describe it, so I've always had a hard time with this because mm. I've sounded like 20 million different people <laughs> in all of my songs, but basically I say it's soulful pop, mm. sort of an organic soulful pop. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. 
the eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. And how has it changed? Ah, I think it's just changed in the sense that my voice has gone through so much because I sing with a paralyzed left vocal cord. And through all of the things I've experienced, it's, it's, you know, it's been through like a war zone, my, yeah. my voice. So what's changed mostly is probably my actual voice. Um, but in terms of the style, I think it's actually finding its style kind of now for the first time. It's been yeah. all over the place. It was like major pop when I was younger and then it was <laughs> jazzy and then it was gospel-y. And then mm. now it's sort of turned into this soulful pop thing with, with actually a lot of gospel in its core yeah. uh, and yeah. also very faith-based right now, I think, mm. just again, because of everything I've been through. Yeah. Um, so I just let it go where it wants to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just become a lot more, I would say in a way, like I, spiritual in its yeah. nature. I don't know if that even <laughs> is right to say in the way of, does it really explain anything? Because of course, all music has its own sort of spirituality, but yeah. it's become a lot more faith-based actually, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly interesting. And I suppose it's great to experiment with all kinds of different genres and stuff to see what you really like yes it is and i have yeah and it's just kind of found itself now you know Mm. it's much less contrived i think before it was a lot about music and the industry and what i should be writing what i should be singing you know and now it's very much what i feel Mm. and what i want to say you know definitely and i guess because you mentioned at the start about the song kind of being inspired by your lung operation has that Mm -hmm. kind of affected your voice in a way or is the lungs not really to do with the voice i'm not really a biologist yes it does and Mm. i didn't know that this is all stuff i'm learning right now but basically yes my lungs have my which is incredible to have these new lungs, but I didn't actually realize how much breathing could help you sing. I mean, you think that of course it would, but yes is the answer. Uh, Again, the hardest part for me has been the vocal cord paralysis, harder than even not breathing, which is a weird thing, but um, you know what I mean? But the lungs have allowed me to expand in a way that I didn't know I could expand. And so, yes, it's you know, and I couldn't even get on stage at one point. I was so short of breath. So being able to move a little bit and, you know, I mean, yes is the answer. It's dramatic. And I'm learning as I go this new feeling that I'm like so unaware of yeah. and so not used to, you know, uh, and it's constantly changing. So I, you, I can let you know in a year what it's like, you know, but yeah. it, it's constantly changing. Yeah. And I guess people yeah. say a lot that you need to sing from the heart, which I guess most of the time is metaphorical. But if mm-hmm. there was a physical way of that being true, I guess that would be partly because of the lungs. It's in the same area and you're singing from here rather than singing right. from here, people say a lot. Yes. And I've always been confused about that too. But I think, <laughs> yes, I think now that I can open it just feels like it's coming from a little bit of an easier place, wherever that means, whatever that means, you know what yeah. I mean? It just goes open and, you know, so 
and I'm still building a lot. Yeah. Like I still have a long way to go to get myself back to where I need to be. But just the fact that it, it you know, it's this relearning process, mm. you know, because these lungs in the beginning, they're not even connected nerve wise. Like you yeah. have to kind of breathe them. You know what mm. I mean? And teach them to become part of your body. So it's a pretty crazy thing. It's yeah. amazing. Absolutely. And you're a part of Super Brave Kids as well, right? I'm a part of it. I created it. (laughs) Yes, but I am. Um, And I like like actually that you said I'm a part of it because that makes me feel like I'm a kid myself, (laughs) which I feel like. But uh, yes, I created Super Brave Kids and it really stemmed from this thing called the Smile Tour, which is where I I would go. This was before coronavirus. Mm. We were going to hospitals throughout the U.S. and performing for these kids. And I would, after these performances, I would sit with them on their beds and just talk and talk and talk. And I was like, oh my gosh, these kids know so much about life and they've been through so much, you know, and they're so happy and so grateful. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to like bring this out into the world. I can't just let this go. This is amazing information. So this tour, which was actually inspired by Humeira Bodanya, who's an eight-year-old girl who lost her battle to pulmonary hypertension. Mm. She and I had a very close connection and the whole smile tour is for her. And then that led to coronavirus hitting and I'm like, how can I do this interview, you know, da 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 da. And then I thought, okay, I'm gonna interview these kids on Zoom Mm. and I'm gonna bring out all of this from them. And really it's them feeling empowered by empowering the world with all of these things that they've learned, you know. and it's just a wonderful thing. And they be, they're superheroes and they discover uh, their, you know, superhero traits and uh, their challenges are the reason that, not, or not the reason, but they reveal, you know, all of these, these uh, superhero traits that they have. So it's really a wonderful thing and it makes me very happy. Oh, yeah. um, I thought it was going to be depressing because, you know, you're talking to a lot of people with a lot of problems, you mm. know. But it's just the way they see life and everything. It's so the opposite of depressing. Yeah. It's so inspiring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're kids, so yeah. they're honest. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. And I think kids in general are quite energetic and generally optimistic. So I suppose kids with these kind of problems in their lives will still be more optimistic than adults with similar problems. That's right. And then they're, again, like if the honesty is what I love so much, you know, because... Mm. You're not wasting your time, in, in my opinion, with kids, because they're going to tell you, you know, I don't like that, you know, yeah. you, you know, but it's you're really going to get the truth. So when you get something that's actually powerful, it's, it's really coming from a true source, you mm. know, and it's I think it's wonderful. So selfishly, I enjoy these yeah. these episodes probably more than anyone else, <laughs> yeah. you know. Same. Yeah. Well, where are we able to check out all your music and also check out the Super Brave Kids website as well? Music is all everywhere. It's all on Spotify, iTunes, da, da, da. everything is my name, my full name, Chloe Temption. C-H-L-O-E and then Temption, T-E-M-T-C-H-I-N-E. So if you go to any social network, um, social network, is that what it's called? <laughs> I think I so. I'm, like, I'm from the year 1800, by the way. <laughs> You'll find me, uh, except for TikTok, I'm Chloe Q. Temption. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, ChloeTemption.com, SuperBraveKids.com. And that's for Super Brave Kids. And I have a foundation as well, the ChloeTemptionFoundation.org. Yeah. And that helps me support all of these endeavors. So if anybody wants to give us 
50 million dollars go for it <laughs> yeah or even just a hundred yeah um but uh i always mention my foundation because it is the way that through sponsorships grants donations whatever it may be that's how we fund all these projects if not it's chloe tension funding all these projects and that means i don't get to eat my dinner <laughs> so yes yes toby if you would like to uh you know partake mm. just kidding yeah. so that's that's sort of the easiest way is just look for my name and you'll find me great i'll have a search through my piggy bank tonight exactly yeah. hand over five cents you know yeah. anything else well thank you very much for joining us on the show today it's been great having you here thank you thank you for having me The Toby Gribben Show!